Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let the good times roll. And I want these words to make things right. But it's the well, first of all, I mean, obviously the safety of everybody involved, players, coaches, uh, Fans, you know, but when when you step back and you look at it, Mike, uh, roughly two thirds of our revenue comes from our broadcast. As we look at it, I think that the first priority is getting the games in and getting them on television. That's it. Getting that television revenue and get all that taken care of. And that is Mark Murphy, the Packers president and uh, doing the uh, his version of the Zoom press conference. This portion of the program brought to you by good friends over there at Quick Trip. Quick Trip right now, they have the uh, the donuts on sale this weekend. Stop in and grab some. They've got those pothole pizzas, which are fantastic. And don't forget to use your Quick Rewards card when you are there. Tell them we sent you. That's our good friends at Quick Trip. Bringing them in now on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy uh, Mike Clemens joining us. Michael, how you doing, pal? Pretty good. Um, I had an inside the park home run uh, in softball the other night, too, and it took me an hour to get around the bags, but fortunately the ball got uh, lost, and so that's how come the outfield couldn't throw me out. So, <laughs> An hour. Okay. Well, I'm glad they gave you a little bit yeah. of time. That's about 20 minutes per base, you know, a little bit less than that, 15 minutes per base. You're good to go. Okay. It was a marathon, but I scored in the end. <laughs> Uh, speaking of scoring in the end, you've got a, a team that's probably not going to have fans, whether it's the first game uh, over in Minnesota or the uh, second game at Lambeau Field. It's just going to be different. And no doubt, uh, my friend, you know, Mark Murphy and Barry Alvarez, they are in constant communication, I'm here to tell you. And uh, so Barry makes his announcement for Wisconsin. Mark says, okay, we'll take off the first two games. And then the first game the Packers have – to kick off the season is September 13th up at U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, since the Vikings have moved in there the last four years, they've got one of the best home records in the NFL, something like 23-9. and nine. They're, they're like in the top five. And we asked Aaron Rodgers about his reactions about not only no fans in the stands of Lambeau, but when you're on the road. That seems really strange to think about. It would feel very different. I would guess that that would mean we'd use some live cadence for 16 games, which would mean more opportunities for some free plays, possibly. Uh, it'll be strange to play, if that's the case, to play in some of these venues that over the years have been really, really loud. You know, you're talking about the advantage that Seattle has with their crowd, uh, New Orleans, Minnesota, Atlanta, 
uh, Indy, some of these domes that are, you know, really, really tough place to play Kansas City with their incredible outdoor crowd. Um, it, it really is going to be interesting to see how that affects, uh, you know, those road teams going into those environments, us as well, you know, starting season in, in, in Minnesota, you know, how it affects uh, the communication if they're allowed to pump in noise or music or, or who knows. I mean, that's kind of one of those variables that will be interesting. Um, I, I can say personally, it'd be very, you know, very uh, strange and sad to, to not uh, to not see a, a full Lambo at home. That's going to be uh, going to be a little bit weird. That will be weird. Um, I again, he goes back to cadences. Does that? Let me ask you this: Say a guy like Jordan Love is called upon for whatever reason, and you hope that he's not, but let's say say he is. Does that make it more easier or more difficult on him if if he's got to go with cadences and such? And checks at the line of screen. You know what I mean? Well, it's interesting because uh, offenses seem to think that they would be at the disadvantage, and I don't know why. But um, you know, the defenses just think that they can. They'll be able to hear those things better. They'll be able to hear the the center making his declarations as well. So it seems to be advantage defense when they're talking about that. I also know that. Uh, so I heard a story the other day. I don't know if it was a CFL game or something, but there just weren't a lot of fans. And at some point, uh, one of the assistant coaches had to go to the head coach and said, dude, you're calling the plays too loud. He was so used to shouting that the, the opposing team could hear this coach, you know, all the way across from the other sideline what this guy was shouting into the, to the radio helmet. So, uh, there'll be all kinds of adjustments that teams and coaches and players are have to make if, in fact, the place is empty. I thought it was interesting, too, and we talked about this earlier, that Mark Murphy, when he was you know, trying to figure out a plan where he could have social distancing, put fans in the stands, that what's unique about Lambeau Field is it's that big bowl with 65,000 seats, bench seats, it'll be that, and versus a lot of stadiums that have a lower grand an upper an upper grand those different tiers and that would that actually helps them when it comes to social distancing that's why his number was so low uh, at only 10 to 12,000 seats instead he because the pandemic doesn't seem to be getting any better he gets the you know the word from health officials and and governors and the white house or whatever cdc so they're just going to go with no fans the first game would be like november 1st and I also found this interesting. You know, Lambeau Field has had 350, 350 consecutive sold-out games at home at Lambeau Field. You have to go all the way back to November 22nd, 1959, Lombardi's first year. They're hosting the Washington Redskins, and they came up short 297 tickets to sell out on that cold back in November 59. Ever since then, they've always sold out the tickets to Lambeau Field. They've, they haven't, mm. you know, they, wow. you remember that game that we were at when the day that McCarthy got fired and they're playing the Cardinals yeah. and the Cardinals only yep. had like two wins and it was a sloppy day and, and they weren't too excited about the team. So there was about, my estimation is there was 10,000 empty seats, 10,000 no-shows, no-shows. But still, um, you know, they've always sold out that place since 1959. Amazing. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, Brett Favre had some things to say which were interesting this week as well, Mike. Yeah, you know, Brett Favre on fan side, a, a podcast, and asked what was his reaction when the Packers traded up to get Jordan Love 
Utah State a quarterback instead of uh, a weapon for Aaron Rodgers? Obviously, the Packers didn't call me and ask for my opinion, nor should they. But I was a little bit uh, bewildered at the pick. Nothing against Jordan Love. I, I, nothing against him. But the situation presently with the Packers is much different than when we drafted Aaron Rodgers when I was the starting quarterback. We were coming off of a bad year. And, I, in fact, I think it was a losing season. And we didn't trade up to get Aaron. He kind of fell in, in our lap. And obviously, he was a great player. Even then, he was highly sought after. The difference this year is they were a player two, or even a player, probably more so a player away from the Super Bowl. You you would think, with that in mind, you go for an immediate need, someone who can get us there now. And I just kind of thought it sent the wrong message to Aaron. And I, I know it's it's not about Aaron. It's, it's bigger than the than one player. I, I get that. You know, he's getting up there like I was when we drafted him. You know, you run you're running out of time, and when you get that close, man, you got to seize the moment. And I just thought that they they sent the message that we still think we can win now, but that's because we have you. But we're not going. We're also going to secure our future. But hey, you know, it was their their choice. We'll see. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you know, he, he ended up going somewhere else. Hell, Tom Brady's gone somewhere else. He's kind of alluding to the fact that, you know, you didn't do much to help your current quarterback, and uh, you, chances are your quarter current current quarterback is going to go end up playing somewhere else by the time his career comes to an end too, right? And Favre is saying, you know, for for himself back in 2007, 2008, Maybe if the Packers had just let him go. If you want to move on to your quarterback because he's been there three years and now he's ready, then just let me go where, where I want to. Of course, back then, he was such a beloved player. That would have seemed like you know career suicide to Ted Thompson. He was That's why he traded him to the Jets for the one year. Right. Uh, but Favre talked to Tom Brady when Brady had still not made up his mind about what to do with New England and the Patriots after that long run. And when you and I were at the Super Bowl in Miami before the game, down the sidelines, I had all these legends of the game, and you saw Favre talking to Tom Brady, and he was asked, what did he tell Brady at the Super Bowl? Well, I talked to Tom, if you remember, I don't know, you may or may not have seen it. They honored the top 100 players of all time right prior to the Super Bowl uh, this past year. So I had had about five or ten minutes with Tom before it got crazy and he had not made a decision yet. He said, if you had, I think his question to me was, if you had it to do all over again, would you do do it again the, the same way? And I would, you know, I wish things would have gone down a little differently. The way that Peyton left and the way that Tom Brady left is the way I wish it would have happened with me. So both sides wouldn't have been upset. But basically what I was telling Tom was absolutely Look, you and, and, and I'm telling you this not as well as, as the, the audience in general. He has zero to prove to anyone. And if you still want to play and you want to try your hand somewhere else, by all means, man, go do it. You know, if it doesn't work out, I, I would never say if, it, if you fail because he's not going to fail. Uh, even if he, if he doesn't play well, he's, he's always going to go down as the greatest to ever play the game. I mean, how could he not be considered the greatest player to ever play this game? Certainly quarterback. Let the, let the man go and enjoy himself. I mean, I, from, to me, what I tried to relate to Tom is now it's time to just go and enjoy yourself. There's, there's nothing left to prove, and uh, you're going to a new team. It's, it's going to be exciting because there's, there's a lot of newness involved. And, uh, 
a certain rejuvenation, if, if you will. And I think that I've talked to him since, and he feels that. Now, obviously, they have to get to the season underway, and what that looks like, I have no idea. But, you know, I, I just hope he goes and has fun. And I think, he, I think that he has a good team around him, and I think he made a good choice in where to, where to go. So there you go. That was uh, Brett Favre, obviously. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. we got Mike Clemens from NFL Sirius Radio joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We'll be back more with Mike right after this. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Yeah, so we do have a schedule mapped out. Kind of like I told you guys the other day, though, it's going to be very, very fluid. We've got to get a good feel of where our guys are at. So that that takes a lot of people in this building, you know, with myself, with Flea, with Gizzy, uh, and, and from the players, and specifically the leadership council. But right now we're planning to go out and have our first practice next Saturday. There you go. First practice next Saturday for the Green Bay Packers. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy Mike Clemens is here as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Epoxy Flooring, polyurea coatings, different colors, different finishes to a resident, to a business owner, to an industrial. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's epoxyflooringdoneright.com. And they warranty it for life, as a matter of fact. Get a hold of Sean and the gang over there at epoxyflooringdoneright.com. So, Mike, uh, they've got a padded practice coming up, and uh, they're going to get back out on the field. And uh, some of the bigger questions, obviously, the offense, the offensive line, the tackle position, uh, the wide receiver position, a lot of questions to answer. Yeah, and uh, but it won't be until next Saturday on the 17th. So it's, you know, these guys come in every day. They get tested for COVID. You try and have three negative tests, and then they feel better that, you know, the whole roster is clean, both coaches, you know, the guys that work in the equipment room. Uh, but, you know, Devontae Adams, uh, we had a chance to talk to him. And like we were talking about in the last segment, I mean, the big question is about Jordan Love comes in and how does this change the dynamic in Green Bay as to who's going to be the quarterback, you know, two years from now, three years from now. And Devontae was asked, what effect do you think having a guy like Jordan Love that they traded up for have on Ann Rodgers this season? Uh, I don't think that it'll have any type of effect on him. I don't think it's going to drive him to be a better player or you know, have him sunk in a hole. I think Aaron's a lot like me. I'm a lot like him, however you want to put it. Truly confident players who know what they're capable of and, and know what they've done and, and that continue to work to be better than what they were. We don't necessarily need, like, I don't, I don't care if they brought in Julio Jones in here. That's not going to necessarily make me work harder because I'm already a workhorse and already know that I'm trying to be better than what I was last year. So, you know, they then bringing in a, a, a rookie quarterback. I mean, extremely solid quarterback. And, you know, we were all expecting, it's, it's no secret, we were all expecting to have a receiver drafted, but, you know, that wasn't the case. So, you know, Aaron's going to come in and balling and doing his thing and you know he's got the right mindset so I'm not sure what he's shared with you guys but just you know my perception of it is that you know he he's just gonna be Aaron I saw something which this absolutely this means absolutely nothing but I saw something that said that the last couple of times he was named outside of the top 10 of the top 100 that uh he won MVP so we can't rule it out it's happened before twice so we'll see yeah, I, uh, not only in the not you know not in the top ten of the top one hundred, but then obviously has a quarterback now. Uh, I don't want to say looking over his shoulder, but certainly uh, in his shadow behind him. So that that's uh, interesting, and it's an interesting statistic there that Devontae brings up. 
I thought you had a great topic earlier today about great quarterback receiver connections. Um, you know, I thought Max McGee and Bart Starr in that first Super Bowl were crazy. I like that yeah. Don Maynard, uh, Joe Namath suggestion. You know, and Raymond Berry and Johnny Unitas. Raymond Berry in the 60s, yeah, he would have those fade routes in the corner of the touchdown. I've watched films of this. I've read books about it. And he would have those over-the-shoulder, you know, kinds of catches that he kind of perfected. Uh, James Lofton and Glenn Dickey was pretty good in the 80s, too, yep. to watch. Devonta, but it's funny, we're not talking about the... Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams connection. It's it, it hasn't been consistent. We talked to Devontae about his off-season program. Did he struggle to stay home during the off-season? I mean, these guys are basically, you know, if you're going to be at home, you got to consider yourself in, in a bubble. Does he is he okay with essentially being a hermit? To be real with you, I have no problem with being a hermit, man. <laughs> I mean, aside from the, the COVID and all that, like that, that takes it to a new level. Obviously, it makes you uh, think three times rather than twice about whether whether or not you should go do whatever. But at the end of the day, I don't do much, man. I'm a simple man. I work out. I, I live and breathe wide out play. And I love my family. I got my daughter there. And, you know, with COVID and everything, um, obviously, I, I mean, I, I left my house maybe 10 times this offseason for something unrelated to getting food. Time I got a beautiful house in California, so I was able to do my chipping, get my golfing at home. I got a basketball court, so you know, not to flex on anybody, but I, there's, there's not much that I needed to leave the house for. So, you know, I got my, my Xbox there, so I can kind of get it in and, and just do me at my house and work out, do all that stuff and everything, anything I need to leave the house for that I absolutely need to. But being in Green Bay, I mean, it's a beautiful city, but. Um, there's not a whole lot out there that's going to drive me outside to put my family at risk at this point. So, um, Hermit, it is. Mike, d- doesn't it make you so think Bill, a little I want, bit? I it... want to talk about. The... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I wanted to talk about a little bit when. The... Yeah, I was going to say the flu bug. Remember that when that went through this team back in December? You kind of wonder now if it was just the flu or if it was something a little bit more than that. I think it was the flu, but. David Bakhtiari, who's on your show uh, on the station, said worst bug he'd ever had. About 20 different players in the Packers locker room had it in December and January when they're trying to make that playoff run. I've got a file piece of tape here from Devontae Adams, who was telling us back in January, how do you beat the, the flu bug they had in January in the Packers locker room? Wash your hands, wash your butt, man. That's it. That's, that's all. That's, that's what I tell everybody. Those are two things. You got to make sure you keep those clean. We'll be all right. Well, I don't know about the butt portion of it. I can agree with that, I guess, when you want to clean that up. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to argue with him. Put right. it that way. So, so these guys, you know, they're in this sterile environment all week. They come in wearing their face masks. they got to be tested for COVID. They have their temperature checked. They're sanitizing the stations before every room. They're not in their own classrooms. They have to use bigger room convention rooms so they can have social distancing at tables and chairs during these meetings. All these changes in this very sterile environment now inside 1265 and so I asked Corey Lindsley that bug that went around the locker room you know and and is that in the back of your mind when you're trying to contain this virus from spreading around in the facility oh yeah and I think it more so speaks to just how just like you said how contagious and how difficult it can be when something gets in the locker room just just like you said how, how contagious and difficult it can be to 
the control virus or whatever it was like that. And with COVID, I think we've all seen that it's wildly more contagious than most things that we've seen in the past. You know, that's the battle that every every single team is facing, trying to control and trying to mitigate the little things as much as they can. Probably not going to be perfect. And there's going to be instances, we've already seen instances all across the league of guys getting it. But so far, we've handled it well. You know, it'll, it'll continue to develop as we get into the season, traveling, you know, hotels and, and, you know, the more people that are around in and out of the facility, picking up guys off practice squad and, and guys off free agents. So, uh, again, like Coach LaFleur had, had talked to us about, it's, it's going to require a higher level of discipline from, from everybody top down. Um, didn't that knock Brian, the, the flu bug, didn't it knock Brian Balaga out of the, the game last year, one of the games last year as well? It it did. I, it, out of the Seahawks playoff game. I mean, Balaga was a really dependable guy. And here's some file tape that we talked to Balaga uh, when Jared Valder had to fill in for him. What happened to Balaga when he got hit with that the morning of the game? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's essentially what it was. Um Anytime I ate something, it was coming back up, and that's just the way it was going. Uh, rough 48 hours. Woke up at 3 a.m. on Sunday, and the downfall from there. It, uh, it sucked to miss that one. That looked fun um, watching it from inside the training room. But unfortunately, I mean, we did everything we possibly could to try to get my body back for the game, and it just it wasn't happening. Went through a lot of IVs, uh, wasn't able to eat anything, so it was just, it just wasn't possible. Yeah, this wasn't good. So is that something, Mike, that's kind of lingering with this team? Just the thought of, you know, they had the flu bug last year that you don't want something like that infiltrating this locker room. Again, these guys were pretty uh, cautious about not allowing any kind of uh, uh, unhealthiness in, we'll put it that way. Definitely in the back of their mind and in the coach's mind, when you're losing a starter like that, and just to take all this stuff a little bit more seriously. And Corey Lindsley, who's going into his contract year, 29 years old. You know, they just drafted three offensive linemen in this most recent draft. And so we asked him, was that flu bug? In this, uh, about, does he do miss things now, like during this training camp, like, you know, riding the bikes to practice? There's this kid named Travis Kolbeck who... Five years ago, was just a 10-year-old. His mom was in the hospital with a, a, a serious condition, a brain aneurysm. And, uh, and so he bought him the bike. And so he's become friends with this family and helping out. The, the, med- the father's had some medical problems. And so Corey talked about the, the traditions of not riding the bike with kids and what his, his family and his wife is trying to do to you know, be, avoid the, the, the COVID virus. Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I'll give a lot of credit to my wife because she's definitely at the forefront of all of that. Um, I know I, I've developed a relationship with Travis on my own, but um, she's definitely the more social out of it, that of the two of us. Uh, but we've done a great job thus far of of doing um, of, of trying to contribute in different ways. I know we had the virtual the virtual Casa Presents this year, uh, raised a lot of money for that. You know, we've we've done you know different outreaches, you know, virtually and. Uh, it is just, just like you said, you're, you're going to have to train yourself to get takeout instead of going out to dinner, um, than you did before. And, you know, Uber eats more than you did before. And, you know, maybe I'm eating at the stadium, you know, three meals a day and and bringing something home for my wife. You know, it's different. It's just different little things like that. And just again, to your point, Travis's dad, you know, got, I won't speak too much into it, but he, he is definitely a person who, 
is uh, in the category of being uh, susceptible to this virus. And, and that's something that, you know, I, I really couldn't, I really can't go visit Travis right now. It's, um, that's just, that again, that's another restriction discipline that you're going to have to, that I'm going to have to take to say, hey, you know, I'd really love to see you right now, but I don't think it's in the best interest of, of uh, either one of us. Let's do this. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. Mike Clemens joining us from NFL Sirius XM Radio and uh, the training camp update. We'll come back, wrap up the Bill Michael Show next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Anytime you can have success, that definitely raises everybody's confidence level, especially us as coaches. And then I, I, it definitely bleeds over to the to our players. You know, we feel pretty fortunate that we have a good group of guys uh, where we can be pretty multiple on offense and pretty versatile. So we've got a lot of confidence in those guys for their ability to go out, take a play, and, and really make it come to life. So that is that's a credit to our players. There you go. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur. Welcome back. Final segment of the Bill Michaels Show. Before we get out of here for the weekend, going to recap the PGA Championship coming up on Monday. Brewers and Red Series and uh, the Bucks and the Mavericks. In addition, we'll also talk some more Packers training camp. Mike Clements from NFL Serious Radio joining us. So, Mike, uh, they got a lot of work to do. Uh, they're going to do it without fans for the first couple of games. It's a weird, weird, weird training camp thus far. But uh, a lot of things they still need to accomplish. A lot of things they got to accomplish um, of who's going to step up at wide receiver behind Devontae Adams. Is Rick Wagner, who they pick up the lines, who had knee injuries last year, going to be able to you know fill that role at right tackle that Blaga had? Are they going to have to kick out Billy Turner from the right guard and use Lane Taylor in there in place in place of him? Uh, can they do better a better job of stopping the run? We're going to be talking with Zadarius and uh, Preston Smith, and we'll talk about that on Monday's show. But, you know, overall, Bill, one thing I've, I've sensed with these interviews that we've done with these players is they're anxious to get back at it and to talk with us and to talk football, and they realize that maybe this is all just a little bit more precious because it could all be shut down. And I want to play a clip of a song. One, one Sunday morning in July, I woke up, and there was this tweet from defensive back Kevin King with a clip of a song, and I want to play this for you here. So I'm listening to this and saying, wow, that's pretty good, man. And so I tweeted back and I said, that's good stuff. And I, I said, you know, maybe when we get out to practice, uh, you know, Matt LaFleur will have DJ Joe play that during your practice sessions. That's Kevin King and Manny Wilkins, who was the backup quarterback and the songs that they were recording together in the off season. And Manny Wilkins replied back to me, said, actually, Coach played that in a team meeting. My recordings, it's one of the moments of my life, and it's why, you know, I think the world of Matt LaFleur. That's how you get guys to bat, to buy in, and I asked Matt LaFleur about that incident. Yeah, Mike, um, no, I've got a lot of respect for Manny. You know, he he definitely busted his butt while he was here, and I, I see he's doing great things in the music profession. Uh, 
you know, he played that song for us. And anytime we can incorporate our players work within what we're doing and, and let them uh, have a little fun, get a little exposure with amongst their teammates. I, I think that's great, a great morale boost for our team. And we'll, we're always looking to do things uh, such as that. There you go. Good stuff as always, Mike. Uh, we'll be back at it again on Monday, and uh, and we'll talk more about this Packers' weird training camp thus far. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, buddy. There you go. Great stuff coming from Mike Clements, giving us everything behind the Green Bay Packers. And uh, now we're off. We got the, the Bucks and the Mavericks this weekend. You got the, the Brewers and the Reds this weekend. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear more, hear more about the St. Louis Cardinals and the Cubs series, whether or not they're going to postpone even more of those games. That's upcoming. More Packers coverage. PGA Championship to break down. So we'll reconvene again on Monday. And until then, sit back, relax, stay safe, and enjoy your weekend. Time for us to go. Have a go. Sweet. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.